0: Hey guys, it's Britt Dowd and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro-business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I am your show host, Britt, and today we are joined by Taylor Schofield with uh, Schofield Lawn Care out of Greenville, Michigan. And uh, we're going to get a chance to uh, hear his story and hear his journey as he... uh, Started in a different career field and uh, made his way back into lawn care So i'll let him introduce himself and give kind of a brief description of where he's at and what he's about. How are you doing out there taylor?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How you doing brett?
0: I'm doing good man. I'm doing good better better than I deserve and things just keep getting better It seems like
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's how 2020 has been going
0: as a whole. Exactly. Exactly. We're on the backside of it, man. All right. Well, Taylor, introduce yourself. Give a little more um, background on who you are, what you're about. Give some personal details and um, let our audience get to know you a little bit.
1: All right. I'm uh, Taylor Schofield. I'm the owner-operator of Schofield Lawn Care, as Britt said, in Greenville, Michigan. It's a small town northeast of grand rapids um i'm 22 i've been in business for about this is my second season um on my own i have been in the industry for about three to four years i um worked for a guy uh ended up buying out his part of his business um and then have been going on my own ever since
0: oh cool 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 tell us what uh what kind of service scope are you have what do you guys offering
1: uh, uh, we offer weekly and bi-weekly mowing, trying to transition out to bi-weekly just because there's not a whole lot of profit in that. Um, mm-hmm. We do the weekly lawn maintenance. We do fall and spring cleanups. Um, actually, it was in the middle of doing a fall cleanup when it called. I um, do a little bit of mulch. Um, that's about it. I did one hard core infill. Um Quickly decided that I am not a hardscaper. Uh, <laughs> Ripped down a bunch of flower beds for this lady. Did it all by hand with shovels, shovels, uh, wear I go, this is not fun without a skid steer. Oh yeah. Um, used to do irrigation with this, the guy that I used to work for. Um, okay. don't, don't want to do that. I did the hardscaping, did the irrigation, did the walls. That's what everyone seems to transition into. Mm-hmm. We mowed one day a week and that's what I figured out that I like doing as of right now. Okay. Don't do any of the snow plowing, even though I lived here in the great frozen North. Um, which everyone looked at me quite odd when I say that I'm still building my lawn care portion and for me to, I drive a really high mileage truck. Um, I don't want to put plow on it, so I don't have the $50,000 that I want to invest into into a plow rig to offer snow plowing, which I'll get to at some point. Um, yeah. still living at home. So, uh, which has been gracious that my parents have let me live at home rent free so I can put all my resources into my business.
0: Yeah. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. Okay. So right now you're, I mean, you're trying to and I apologize if I'm wrong, but I just want to make sure for, for our listeners and myself, you are looking to focus only on mowing clients right now, right? That is true. Okay. So only mowing clients and then you'll, you'll take the occasional like trimming job, hedge trimming, things like that. Um, and is it, uh, have you been solo the past few years? Is it just you?
1: It's been me. And then like, it'll be me with a helper for a day. Uh, buddy's little brother or my girlfriend will help me. She's helped me a lot this fall. Okay. Um, I pay her accordingly because doing leave sucks yeah. and she doesn't complain. Yep. So I pay her very well and usually go out to dinner after that. So we kind of get a date <laughs> night out of it.
0: There you go. That's awesome.
1: Um, but yeah. It's just- what's your, you know, what's your thing? girlfriend's name? Uh, her name is McKenzie
0: McKenzie. Awesome. Sounds, sounds like a keeper. If she's out there helping you sling some leaves around.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, three weeks into us dating, she goes, Oh, I'll just ride around with you in the truck. Uh, I don't really want to do anything, but I go, you're right around with me in the in a hundred degree days with it within my truck. It doesn't have a whole lot of air conditioning just because you think you want to spend time with me. Okay. Yeah. I'm holding on to you. You're not going anywhere.
0: No, oh, That's awesome. Shout out to McKenzie. Hopefully she listens to this, get some brownie points out of it, man. All right. Well, so, okay. So we got a good feel for your business. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, what are your, what are your big plans for next year? What would you, what goals Um, would you like to hit?
1: My big plans are to stay debt free. I got out of debt this year. Um, I'll get into that. How I went, acquired a bunch of debt and then have lit, have went, went, went through with worn out equipment. Um, much stay debt free. I want to acquire a bigger commercial property. Um, One in mind is the Walmart in my local town. Okay, uh, it's it's 15 acres. I run my business model as just me, my in my truck with one or two mowers. Yeah, and I just want to I just want to test myself to see if that's something that I can do because I've got a, a handful of commercial properties. Let's say like an auto parts store, an uh, American Legion Hall, which takes about 20 minutes. So I just want to see. Because the, the company that does it right now does it with two guys with Toro Groundsmasters that have 10-foot decks. Mm. And it would be just me on a stander or me on a walk-behind. Um, as much people probably think I'm crazy for doing that. That's just what I've got to work with at the moment. Um, I would love, I ordered a new trailer here a couple days ago. I got a SureTrek 85 by 18 coming, hopefully next spring, as soon as it can be. Cool. Um, and I and I'd love to up, update my truck. I currently got a '99 Ford F250. It's a diesel, but it has 300 and 330 thousand miles on it, and it's getting tired. Yeah. So yeah. I, would um, just, I would just like to update update some equipment and try and break into some higher um, profit clientele and um, a different city that I also service, where they're, um, I think the medium income is about 800 to a couple million dollars.
0: So snap, nothing wrong with that. That's good. That's good. Okay. So it sounds like you got a good plan. You got debt free. Congrats on that. That's awesome. Now, uh, and and you've been scraping by, I'm sure to get debt free, but now you're looking to improve on truck equipment, close down some commercial properties. Um, that's awesome. Well, tell, tell us about the, uh, the debt free story. What, how did you get into debt or were you already in debt? Maybe, maybe take us back a few years. Um, and so, then, and then how did you get out? What was your plan for it?
1: So, um, how I started, it was last May that I had actually started. I was working for the guy that I said I bought my business from. Uh, I worked for him for a handful of summers. He had me and two other full-time guys. More so I was training people and then he realized. he quickly realized I don't need three full time people. So he goes, Hey, I know you like mowing, I know you're not really in for the uh installs that we do. Um, hey, are the the two mowers, the seven accounts that I've got, I'll sell them all to you with a trailer for forty eight hundred bucks. I was like, Uh, sure, can I do payments on that? And he goes, No, I want it in one lump sum. I'm mm, okay. like, Okay. I have this nurse tech job that I'm working that makes twelve eighty seven an hour. Um, I need to go get a loan, so I asked my dad if he would sign on a loan with me, just because I had no little to no credit last year. Yeah, and um, so I took out a loan, picked up the mowers, picked up the trailer. It was a uh, the, the equipment was a 2003 Laser Z 72 inch with 3,400 hours and a 1993 Toro Pro Line with a T-bar system with a belt drive. Oh, man. Um, all, both these mowers either ran poorly or they did not run. So I was renting mowers. I was borrowing from my uh, boss's neighbor, who I thought it was okay. And then his wife came out and screamed at me one day. And I, same day, almost put the same mower in the river. I, uh, one of my properties, cause it's on a hill. And there's a river about <laughs> 20 feet down. Um. So I'm already, and then how this all worked out was this guy was going to bill out all of May. And then I was going to start billing the clients in June because he just up and dropped. People didn't tell him, didn't tell anybody that he was switching so um, I did not get paid from May till about mid-July when I had uh, put out my June bill because this guy took all my money and ran I almost had to take him to court to get my money Um, oh my gosh and then the same mowers that I had bought from him like I said they were pretty much blown up Um, I needed a mower so
0: you're saying uh, you're saying the previous owner actually collected on the invoices that were due to you
1: Yes, because he had billed out uh, last May um, mm-hmm. when I had when I had taken over just so it was less of a culture shock for the people yeah. he goes hey hey I ha- I've got um I've got your money and I've been working third shift at the time still being full-time at this hospital that I still currently work at I'm very part-time now but so our, our schedules never lined up and then I go hey you have my money I'm broke I need I have bills that I need to pay oh yeah um
0: I got this loan that I just freaking took out
1: yeah. Wow. And then, uh, so a couple of weeks later I needed a mower. So like I said, I almost put his neighbors in the river. Um, so I went and pulled out a extra credit card, um, a $5,000 standard from the wine dealer in Cedar Springs. So I'm like, I've not I'm not gotten paid yet. I have $14,000 worth of debt that I got to start paying on here real soon. Because I have a loan that's at like a ten percent interest rate, my credit card's a twenty percent interest rate. So I did not get started super great, but I have, like I've got a trailer, I've got mowers, I got a mower that works, I have a backpack blower, and I've got a trimmer. So I got to I got to figure this out. Nice. So I actually jumped on uh, Home Advisor. Um, a lot of my buddies I've got a couple buddies that are also solo owner operator lawn guys. They go, "Oh, that's a sham that doesn't work." I go. Oh, uh, I'll we'll make it work. They, you pay them a $300 fee and then they send you leads. Um, and I, I actually made quite a bit of money off of it. The um, thing that's the, the catch with home is if anyone's listening, think about ch- jumping on it. They send this lead to you, but they also send it to five other contractors and you all have to put in a bid or so you could get, you have to pay for their lead fee because that's how they make their money and you could not get the job. So I had to underbid a lot of jobs. Yeah, just so I could get work. Yeah. Um, and that's a yearly subscription, uh, which I had canceled. It was in July that I had got it last year, so I canceled it this July because word of mouth and, re- and return clients that actually um, has taken off. And it's been great. I have about 45 properties. 30 of them are weekly. And then between 15 and 20 uh, have been biweekly because people have picked up, people have dropped off. But I keep my schedule open enough that I can still take on new mowing clients in July, August, September, which is pretty much unheard of from right here. Cause people still to schedule the spring and then they're full and they yeah. don't, they don't take on any more people.
0: Yeah, man, that's a crazy story, bro. So you go from not having a mowing company to then you take out debt to buy a mowing company to mm-hmm. then the guy that you bought it from doesn't pay you. I love, yeah. I love so, the, I love, I love the random like neighbor mower too. <laughs> I love, it's just like this is like the quintessential startup story. Like we're all, whether we want to like say it or not, we're all doing that. We're all scrambling like a chicken with our head cut off, trying to figure it out for the most part. Um, unless somebody's been through it a couple times or has had a mentor, you're just trying to figure it out, man. I I love that. You just like, you're just slinging your way into it. It's like, Hey, the the neighbor's got a mower. I'm going to use it. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So I'm sure there had to be just like a huge amount of fear, which drove you to like, I can't let this fail. Like I've got, I've got debt that I got to pay off. I've jumped into this head on. I'm scared. So, what did you, I mean, outside of Home Advisor, was there any other tips that you can give somebody? Um, like, um, what, what would you have done differently? And then, how did you get to the other
1: side of that debt? Knowing what I know now, I would have said uh, I do put a logo on whatever vehicle you got, whether it's a 99 Toyota Corolla that you're pulling around a, a, a track supply trailer with, or you have your $50,000 rig going down the road put some signage on your vehicle, put some ads on Facebook, whether you pay for them or they're free. That's what I do now. Um, and then just have that fire in your gut that like, I can't fail because whatever I was doing, this suck I'm going through now is still better than what I was going through. Yeah. Um, just keep, I mean, I, not that I do a whole lot of this, but go knock on doors. I've do- never did door hangers. i never did pass out postcards. I know they work for people. I know that's a real cliche answer. Um, but I mean, I've listened to enough podcasts. I was hearing people just went pounded on doors. And I thought I got their first 10 mowing customers Mm -hmm. and then just price it. Figure out your price, figure out what you need to make money. Um, last year, uh, last year. Yes. Last year. Um, I didn't really, I was just putting out prices. I didn't have an algorithm for anything. I was just throwing up, throwing mud on a wall and seeing was stuck. Um, and then to get out of debt, I uh, actually, I had lost money last year in 2019. I, I don't mind talking about numbers, what I made. I made eighteen and a half thousand dollars. I spent 21 of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I went into winter actually broker than a joke. I still had the original business loan that I had to pay off. Um, and then I was still paying on my credit card. So mm-hmm. I had a full time job at uh, the emergency room at one of the hospitals in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I was working. I was doing that. Working third shift, Working overtime. Uh, just trying, still trying to pay up on my debt so I can have a decent return. Yeah. And then I had actually paid enough in taxes at that one job that I didn't have to pay business taxes last year. So uh, everything that I put in my, I put away between twenty and thirty percent for taxes, the tax bracket that I'm in. So everything that I had put into my savings account for taxes, I got to keep. So I went into this spring. I had bought a very used enclosed trailer that has it's got bent axles the, the wall is flopping the roof is ripped I've self-tapped and put enough screws in the thing to hold up a house. <laughs> um, I bought a really used uh, X-Mark care tracer with a bagger. Um, wow. cause mostly, I went to the lawn care, um, and, the this lawn care all,
0: and this is all This is all with the tax savings?
1: Yeah, this is all the tax savings. Um, I had this is everything that I have gotten back. So I bought this like, okay, I'm good for the spring. I got a bagger. I have a mower from last year. I got a couple backpack blowers now. Okay. I should be good. Um, I had probably, probably five grand left of the debt that I had, that I had acquired. Um, so I, I was was paying double payments on my, uh, banking loan that I had got. Um, went, we went through spring, got uh, four or five thousand dollars for spring cleanups, which paid off the mower. Um, may, I'm, I'm making a profit now. Yeah. Um, so I, I've gone through the summer. Uh, same, same mower. Everything mowers were paid for. All I had left was because I paid my credit card off with the spring cleanups as well. Um, and then my transmission went out of my truck in May, and oh. I go, "Well, I have no, I have no money in my savings." I'm like, either. I was coming back from mowing, and part of the part of where I service is a bunch of hills. I'm turning left down the street to go to my house, and there's steam rolling up out of my truck into my cab. And I go, "Oh no, this isn't good." I mm. park it in the driveway. There's there's boiling fluid pouring out of this transmission. And I go, "Oh no, I'm in the position I need to need to buy a new truck. I got to put a transmission in this thing." Mm. So, uh, put a transmission in it, and then just fine.
0: Man. Um, been through the ringer, bro. Okay. So knowing what you know now, would you have taken out a loan to buy that business again? Or would you have just started from scratch? Well, like, I want to know what, what's your honest opinion on that? And then what would you have done
1: differently? I would have did the exact same thing because I was about six weeks prior to this. One of my, I was talking to of my good friends and I go, Oh, I kind of want to start a business. But I, I'm like I don't know how to get customers. I don't have the money to go get a mower. Mm-hmm. So I was him and hauling on the fence, and I got this opportunity. I'm like, all right, I, got guaranteed, I have guaranteed clients that I know are loyal because I've mowed with them and I worked with this company. Um, so I would do it. I do it the same way. The only thing I would do differently is I would invoice out that first month, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to use a job that I was working to, to fund my business.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is rough. That is rough. So did you collect a hundred percent of everything you needed?
1: I did. Uh, that August I got $400 in cash and then come that, 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 same September, last September, I, after I gave the dude a week to say, Hey, uh, I need to get paid. I know the money's in your account. You bought a new truck, you bought a new trailer, you do a quarter million dollars a year in business. I need to get the $1,200 that I'm owed. Mm-hmm. And within like three days of that deadline I that I gave him to go to small claims court, he pulls up, right, here, here's, here's your check, and then we part ways. We're still yeah. good now, but um, he, he's actually went out of business since then because he's the same deal that I got cut is how he ran his whole business, come to find out. So he burned every bridge mm. within 40 miles of our hometown.
0: Wow. Man. Yeah. Well, Stuff like that. I mean, what, what goes around comes around. Like, that's... It's funny. People have this misconception that business owners are crooks or bad people, but that that's not, that's not the case. I mean, if, if you were, you wouldn't have clients, you know, people that have hundreds of clients, they've built trust, rapport, loyalty, friendships with those people. You know, it's not, it's not guys like that, that you have to deal with that, that really win. I mean, some of them do, but for the most part, it's good. It's good guys. So Well, what else can you share about your story? What other insights? I feel like there's a lot of guys that are in your shoes or have been in your shoes or they have a job and they want to get into it. Um, Maybe there's a, a fireman or a police officer and they're just busting it, you know, burning it at both ends. What can you tell them? Maybe give some other feedback from what you've been through. And it could be something as practical as, how you bill or your route. I don't, I don't care what it is, but just, just share a little bit more of what you've been through. Give us something good that you've done that you're like, man, I'm so glad I did that.
1: Um, so what made me go from, when I started my business, I was, I had the seven clients like, all right, this will put me through nursing school. Uh, and then I had a bad week at work. And I go, I sat down, looked around and I go, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? And I go, no. So that's when I went full. I quit going to school. I was actually a, a one-year break from school, waiting to get into this program. Um, and I jumped in at full, full head first. I said, "All right, I'm going to go do this." I don't know how it's going to turn out. If I go out of business, I'm going to have some really cool stuff to take care of in my own yard. But if you're trading hours for dollars and you're not happy, and you want to try the lawn care thing, take your mower, take and even go get a. Just get a mower, terminal blower and go try it. And if you like it, dive in for it and just go full steam ahead. Get insured. So, in case you burn, try to burn down someone's house, because I had a mower also light on fire this year, we'll probably get into that now uh, after <laughs> this. But um, uh, just go, just, I'm, I don't know, you say, just go for it. It's going to be scary. Um, don't get the analysis paralysis of trying to run the numbers. Oh, this isn't going to work because something can change. You could land a $60,000 year client that's sick of their current provider. And then there's your money for the year. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, that's good. I that, would
1: say grow as, grow as much as you can, but don't take on too much work. So you're overwhelmed. Um, I was a fault of that last year with that home advisor cause they send you leads every single day. Um, so I actually have taken on too much work and then I'm like, Oh no, yeah.
0: I need, uh, yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're, since it's home advisor, like you said, you're taking it at a low price, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to get the job, but you're also out competing and it's a race to the bottom. So now you're doing, you're busy, but you're not as profitable as you want to be. So, I mean, that can come back to bite you as well. What about, um, I mean, you being like so new into this, the fresh business, What are what are your thoughts on winter? How are your how's your cash going into winter? Are you going to do another winter job? What does that look like?
1: Um. So this winter, I am plowing for a family friend to even see if I want to even do snow plowing.
0: Okay, that's smart.
1: Um, I have, like I said, I've gotten to be debt free. My only bills, my phone bill, my insurance, and everything, in the gas, and all, all the overhead stuff. Yeah. Um my goal this year is to have $10,000 in my business checking account. That's after taxes. And that'll be my quote unquote money for the winter, but I'm yeah. going to try and not touch it. So then going into next year, say if I want to go buy a new mower or put a down payment on a truck that's sitting there um, where I got that from, is having a winter fund from Johnny Moe. Uh, if you listen to his stuff, um, good dude shoots it straight. Cause he, he had said, if you want to get, 50, 60, 70, 80 grand in the bank. Figure out what you need to for your bills for the winter. Get that money as fast as you can before like before Labor Day or Fourth of July, and then don't touch it for four mm-hmm. or five years, and you'll have fifty grand in the bank. And you go, "Oh, that was easy." Yep. You got to play a little game of saving. Knowing your numbers is a big one. Um, I didn't know what that meant at the beginning of this year. I kept hearing everyone talk about it between Brian, Mike, Bedell. Corey Ballard, Keith us everyone says, know your numbers. And I'm like, what is, what is this foreign concept of knowing your numbers? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's uh, a good example for, what it is in the business to be like uh, Dave Ramsey, know where all your, know all your bills going out and then figure out where your money needs to go.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And, it, and it's different for everybody, but you know, leaning into it, being intentional about knowing, Hey, what's going on? What are my recurring expenses? Getting ahead. Like, I love that you've planned ahead for winter. How much am I going to need to get through it? You know, winter's, winter's not a surprise. It's coming. Coming every year. Every year it happens. And so that's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, one other thing that I did, I remember when I was uh, really getting started and first four or five years, you know what you need to survive monthly. You know what your business needs to survive. And so any peaks in income, so when we would do a cleanup job or a big landscape job or go into aerating and seeding season where we have a spike in revenue, we would rip that extra cash off of that spike and put it into a core capital account or winter savings account, whatever you want to call it. And that that's a big way we funded growth because um, we knew we could survive. We knew we had money for winter. We knew what it took us to live monthly and anything over that we would put in a separate account. And we would use that every single year to reinvest. It was it was different every time. Sometimes it was a you know reinvest in another person. Sometimes it was a truck. Sometimes it was maybe a down payment on a shop. But it was that same theory of living on less than you make. And any spikes in income, any spikes in top line revenue, you're going to rip that off. And um, that's that's where your margin is. And and when you're so such a new business, you don't have a lot of overhead. And so you can maximize margin. And uh, I always say, so margin is the, it's the gap to take advantage of opportunities that you can't yet see. And there's so many businesses in their first five years that, you know, they'll see that extra money sitting there and rather than rip it and put it somewhere where they can't touch it or put it somewhere where they know, Hey, this is going to be a little harder to get to. This is, this is earmarked for winter savings or core capital. They just use it and it's, and it's stealing from your future. It's stealing from your growth is what it is.
1: Let's yeah. see here. Um, Go for it. That's the same. That's the same thing. Like I'm going to use, I have enough in deductions. Cause I've learned, I'm trying to learn the whole tax game, uh, what I need to make so I don't have to pay in any taxes. I know that sounds a little criminalish, but, um, I'm, if I have ran it right, the depreciation bill and everything, I feel like I've met, I think I've met my deductions. Um, it also helps that the job that I was working that I, uh, I think I have to go to at night. Uh, I paid enough in taxes there that I'm hoping for my tax bracket, I won't have to touch any of the money that's in this savings account for taxes. Nice. And that's going to be, that's what's going to get me started in 2021. And, um, and I'm going to try and not touch a whole lot of the money this winter that goes in my checking account. Cause, I live very, very minimal. Um, I don't buy any new clothes. I, all the clothes that I wear are for like the stuff I buy for work. Yeah, so yeah. I, I get kind of ragged down from my parents and from a couple of my friends. They go, you kind of look homeless. I go, yeah, but I'm saving money and you can have fun. keep waste your money on. I mean, I, I go out to eat, but I'm not going to blow every weekend at the bar um, yeah. when, the, when the bars in Michigan are open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh spending 30, 40, $50 a night at a bar. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I don't spend my money on stupid stuff as Brian, uh, Fullerton will say, just live below your means and then buy what you need. And then like next spring, I need a new trailer because yep. uh, when I have is falling apart. That's when I, that's where I was able to go put a down payment on a new trailer. That'll yep. be, I, I have a custom order the way I want it. Um, and awesome. because nice I I don't I don't I don't have a shop, uh, so I run everything out of my enclosed trailer
0: and off my laptop. So, yep, yep. man, well, it sounds sounds like you got some good stuff going, man. I'm I'm glad you got out of debt. I'm glad you worked hard enough and had the wherewithal to like, hey, I got to scrap and get after it and make something happen here. So that's impressive, bud. I'm I'm happy for you. Hey, you were at the uh, entrepreneur event, right? How would you think about it? What were some of your takeaways since you were there? I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun meeting everybody and sorry, we couldn't make this interview happen in, in person, but I'm glad we're squeezing it in.
1: Uh, that is all good. Um, I remember cause you and I had messages saying, Hey, we'll do some at, at the uh, event. I saw you walking around and I was a very nervous person and go, go say hi. I was <laughs> like, uh, I don't, I Here didn't you know anybody up, that was, I know I should have. It was a good event. I, um, I went for more of the, I'm like, oh, there's equipment demos. I want to see about this equipment. Everything I was there, I've already seen or I've already used. Yeah, um, yeah. Speakers, it was, re- it was really nice. It was nice networking with some people. Because the table I sat at, I didn't know who anybody was. Because I was talking with Mike Bennell, because I, co- I, I had a coaching call with him. And people were coming up talking to him. And one of the guys that came up, I said, hey, I don't have anyone to sit with. Can I sit with you? And he goes, yeah, sure. Um, I forget his name. I'd have to go. Find him on Instagram because I mean I started. He's out of Wisconsin. I met another kid about my age from uh, Brighton, Michigan, which is about two hours from me. Okay. Because I had to. Um, the, the, the event was really good. Um, I, lo- I loved listening to all the speakers. I encourage anybody to go because I didn't know that was a thing last year. I didn't know GIE was a thing. Like I said, I got started in May, so I was already behind. The, I was already behind the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, le- Learn GIE was a thing. Was excited to go to that this year. That unfortunately, got canceled. So, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to this event. And I was listening to Brian's podcast and he said we have like 20 tickets left, and I, and I had been him and Han if I wanted to go. Went, stopped the mower, standing there in the middle of the client yard of my stander, ordered a ticket, and then started the mower back up. Kept going.
0: There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So you, me, and you were like right in the uh, right in the same time period. I was a I was a buzzer beater too. I wasn't sure until last minute that I was gonna go, but I'm sure sure glad I did. Who Who was your favorite speaker?
1: Um, my favorite speaker was Keith Kelfis because he has a video that's from five years ago about starting a lawn care landscaping business when you're broke mm-hmm. and how it is a lawn care business and basically getting rusty mowers, rusty equipment, old iron as I'm going to call it. And soon enough, all this rust starts making a dollar sign. So he was my favorite speaker. Yeah. And then I, I had asked him and, uh, who else it? um, Maylor. i I can't say his last name. I know. The Naylor team.
0: Taliaferro, uh, I think is his last name.
1: Yeah. Um, I got to meet him. All their, all their videos off of YouTube is how I've ran my business. Oh, that's awesome. From how, how to do stuff, how to do pricing, what equipment to buy. Cause I, um, I tried to demo a bunch of equipment this year and I have a problem with them calling me back or trying to set up something. Um, just pretty much everyone that was there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has helped me run my business speaker wise. Uh, I wish Stan genetic could have made it. Not that I, I wish you didn't have to do the zoom meeting thing, but I'm sure between COVID and just probably trying to fly out of there. Cause I know they, I think they got snow that day.
0: Well, and I, I think, know. I think I heard Brian say something on his podcast that Stan has family that if any of them were to get COVID with their health risks, it would be a really, really bad deal. So I think it was, I think it was, personal and health related. Um, so, but dude, Stan, like, I mean, the fact that he brought it through a zoom chat, I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people in the audience were getting chills. Like just the, the power, the emotion, it it was like, you could feel it exuding through the zoom chat. And I was like, my gosh, this guy, whatever it is, he's got it. I mean, he is, Mm -hmm. he's bringing it. The dude is just a, just a powerhouse man it is it, his was inspiring let me ask you a weird question and you may you may not have an answer for it but um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it would help people like Brian and Liz as they put these on what was one thing that um, maybe you were wanting to get from the event that you didn't or maybe a uh, maybe one topic that wasn't addressed or cause there's a got a lot of guys in your boat. So maybe, maybe you had something in mind and you're like, Oh, I hope I get to learn more about X. Was there anything like that for you that they could have, they could do next year?
1: Um, the other thing that was that I was kind of bummed, um, cause the speaker said, I didn't know what to expect going into this. Um, my big thing, and it's probably like most all guys, and owner operators of equipment. That's like with the the, the forty five minutes had for equipment demos. I was hoping they're going to have like a leaf loader there, or yeah, just a couple different things outside of. Because I think they had a hurricane blower. I rented one of those. Those are cool. They had a sit down zero turn. I'm not a huge sit down guy. Run walk behind the standards. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, the the plow thing for sidewalks. Yeah. Oh, no, All
0: Well, that's why that's why you need to get to the GIE Expo then whenever they have it next year because you'll get. I mean, you'll be so done demoing equipment and looking, you, you won't be able to look at another mower by the time you're done with jaE, <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah. That, I mean, it's very, that's why they do it. You know, it's more community and, um, oh, yeah. small business advice than, than technically equipment related. And that's cool, oh, yeah. man. And well, was- I'm glad, I'm glad you win. I'm glad I'm, I wish I could have met you. Um, but are you going next year? You think?
1: Oh yeah, I'll go next year. Cause cool. it's, it's nice to go follow up with the people that i would met and go, Oh, Hey, how did 2020 go for you? Or how's 2021 going for you? Yep. Since we've talked last. Yep. Um, yep. Cause I mean, you can follow them on Instagram and they can only post the good stuff on there. There's, there might be one good post say on Brian's page, but there's also 10 days of suck behind it that people don't want to show that. Yep. Um, I mean, I do. I've, I had my truck break down last week, so four hours fixing it in the cold. Um, I've had a mower breakdown this year, my bagger, uh, cause the bagger that I run has an auxiliary motor and it snapped the shaft and ruined the impeller. Mm. and I was in the middle of the job and there's a crosswind blowing that, uh, I have a parking lot blower. I'm like, I can't blow it one way. Yeah. I've mulched this whole backyard. Um, that's about, that's, I have lost my train of thought now.
0: So what'd you do? What'd you do?
1: Oh, what did I do on that? I uh, I had all everything down, took the parking lot blower and just blew it to the back of the yard, and then actually went to the, with the went to the dealer, called to see if they even had an impeller because I'm like the, the motors from Harbor Freight, I can pick one of those if I know I can fix that. Yeah, I need an impeller. Uh, I got the impeller, didn't know how long it was to take to fix, so I went to the dealer and said, "Hey, do you guys got anything?" And my sales guy goes, "Yeah, I have a I can demo you a uh, UltraVac. because I've been I've been thinking about buying one. Uh, I got price out for was like seventeen thousand dollars." I'm probably not going to go pull a trigger on that because that's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. Especially when I'm only grossing about $45,000 a year. Yeah. For taxes and all my expenses. I'm like, that's a lot of money right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And every, every, wow. every expense like that hurts, man. I, I, I've been there. I know. I know. Some, and sometimes you just got to make the, you, you just got to provide the best customer service you can in the moment with the tools you have or sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to finish that one job and know that hey I'm not going to be able to do large jobs like this until next year or until we get uh, get our finances in order and, and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that
1: um, and oh sorry no you you you're, go ahead uh, i guess to route, route back to one of the things you could say to help some new people if you can become mechanically mechanic and and can fix your own stuff that, yes. that will say, that will help you dividends like I fi- I can fix all my own mowers. Uh, I fix the bagging system; it's pretty easy. I do all my own maintenance on the truck. Um, if I can't figure it out, I'll at least diagnose it and then take it to someone that has the know-how, that has the tools to know how to fix that. Yeah. But I'll figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like uh, early, like of early this year. Yeah. I had um, my standard had electrical issue yeah. because it's an, it's an EFI motor, and I have no I, I know how to fix carbureted stuff. I'm like something wrong with the carburetor. Problem? Yep. pull the carburetor off and clean it out. Well, it would it hit a bump and died. Well, come to find out, it was the main power fuse. So I called the dealer I said, hey, how much was the wiring harness? But I was going to rewire the whole mower because uh, it was just corroded. Come to find out, it was just the one fuse. I took a mirror. Uh, Luckily, like I had started a zero downtime warranty on it. So they fixed it. But I had figured out what was wrong with it. I just didn't know how to fix it. Yep. So... Yep.
0: Oh, that's, that's, dude, that's a really, really good insight. And, and especially, I mean, in the first three years, I mean, you just have to be honest with yourself. Like, hey, my right now, I don't have the clients that I want. I'm not at the top line that I want. And whether I want to think it or not, like my time is, my time is cheap. And so I have to use my time to fix this stuff. You know, you don't you don't have the capital sitting around to go and just pay somebody to do it for you. Um, and more often than not, you can knock out your production and then that night or on the weekends fix anything that's broken. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Plus, here's the other thing is you need to be able to wear every hat because soon you're going to have a guy working for you or, you know, everybody's got different plans, but maybe you have multiple crews. It's nice when you can tell them, like, "Hey, it's probably one of three problems. I fixed it. Here is what to do. Here is what to look for." And so you do. You have to. You have to be the guy that knows a little bit about everything, especially when you when you've got that much equipment going out the door, and um, yeah, your your life depends on it. So you got to figure out a way. Well, man, I know we've been chatting here a minute. So Taylor, here is what I want you to do give a shout out. Where can people find you if they want to hit you up on Instagram or Facebook? And then, uh, if you've got any final comments or thoughts for our audience, I'll let you share that as well.
1: Um, uh, people can find me on Facebook at Schofield Lawn Care. Um, same thing on Instagram. It's Schofield dot lawn care dot. Cool. Um, you'll see a picture, uh, of my truck with my old trailer. Um, and then the whole slew post. Um, best way to reach me if anyone wants to message me is probably on Instagram just sure. because I get an immediate uh, notification from that and I'm pretty religious on trying to message people back. Yeah. Uh, Good deal, or man. Same thing on Facebook. Shoot, shoot me a DM.
0: Cool, bro. Cool, man. Well, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Like I said, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you in person but uh, looking forward to meeting you in person hopefully next year back in Novi. So, uh, man, man, we get to chat again don't be a stranger on instagram and uh hope you keep at it hope things keep getting better and better for you
1: well thank you i will be sure to hope maybe we do another podcast in the future um but yeah i won't be a stranger i won't have that shy streak. i can do that uh entrepreneur live so
0: <laughs> happy for you, you man I'm, I'm proud of you for getting out of debt um, keep at it and we'll uh we'll stay in touch my friend all
1: right sounds
0: good all right see you boss Hey guys, that is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast. And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.